I mean, it is very nerve wracking to put yourself out there and even practice in front of like your family and friends and people that you're close to. But I think for me, it was just taking the leap to doing my first videos on social media. Like you probably will feel very silly or is anyone going to watch this? But I would say a lot of the time too, like people who are watching you also feel that same way. Like everyone's kind of nervous to put themselves out there. So if, you know, if they see you doing it, maybe you'd be inspiration for somebody else. Hello and welcome to the Your Best Selfie podcast. I'm your host, Carrie And. I'm a content marketer, creator, and coach with one goal, to help you tap into your inner wisdom so you can show up as your best self at home and online. On this podcast, we'll talk to awesome humans about how they have tapped into being their best selves, finding alignment with what we were truly put on this planet to do, and how social media makes a difference in our lives. I started this podcast because I hear from way too many friends and clients who know that they want more from their lives, yet they're terrified to take that first step. I hope this podcast will inspire you to help you break out of your comfort zone, to step into the life that you are truly meant to live. I hope that you'll leave each episode feeling inspired, uplifted, and ready to live your life as the best version of you every single day, while feeling brave enough to share that person with all of us online too. Now, whether you're listening in your car, while you're cleaning the house, or you're just kicking back playing with your phone, we'll always start out the same way. I invite you to stop what you're doing and take a deep breath with me. Make it the deepest one that you've taken all day. Awesome. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, Carrie here. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Selfie podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear today's interview with my friend, Brittany Vasquez. Brittany is a mom, a wife, and a virtual assistant living in Denver, Colorado, and she's one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since freshman year of high school when we were in marching band together. We lost touch a little bit after high school, but we reconnected when she decided that she wanted to be a virtual assistant, and she reached out and we connected over that. And then we connected even more when we both had boys. We both had sons about two weeks apart from each other. So her little son, Frankie, is BFFs with my son, Emmett. And I love that we share that mom connection together and that our boys can grow up, even though far in distance, but close in heart. So I'm super excited for you to hear today's episode. We talk about all things mom life, being a new mom, how to ask for help. And we also talk about how to balance work life and family life, especially when you're working from home. And Brittany worked for a model and talent agency for over a decade. So we talk a lot about how to find confidence in whatever it is that you are doing. I can't wait for you to hear this interview with one of my besties. Here you go, Brittany Vasquez. All right. Well, thank you, Brittany, so much for being here. I'm super excited to have you as one of my first interview guests on the Your Best Selfie podcast. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited for this conversation. So one of the things that I ask all of my guests from the start is when do you feel most like your best self? I would say I feel like my best self when I can do something for myself every day. You know, we all lead crazy busy lives and being a mother and a working mom, I found that it's important to help me feel my best and myself is to do one thing, at least one thing every day for myself, take the time out of my busy day and do something that makes me happy, brings me joy. 
just a few minutes ago, I was mowing the lawn and that brings me joy. And <laughs> that like makes me feel really good and helps mold my best life is just doing little things to make sure I carve out of the day for myself. I love that. And that's so I was going to ask for you to give an example. So I love that you said <laughs> mowing the lawn, because that would not be something that I would think um, for myself, yeah. that would be a good self-care <laughs> thing, but it looks different yes. for everybody. So that's perfect. Yeah. Self-care, I guess would be the short answer of it. Yeah. Just taking the time Yeah, mowing the lawn. I like to cook, go for a little walk outside and working out just, you know, even taking 10 minutes to lay on my bed and rest my brain. That's nice. (laughs) You know, everything else can kind of wait. Everything else will always be there. So be present for yourself. Yeah. I love that. And one of the reasons why this conversation came about is because a couple of months ago you were over at my house and we were having some wine and chatting. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and you have to be on it to talk about this because I feel like we relate so much in terms of split time between being a mom and working and working from home and for ourselves can be a little bit more flexible, but it's also hard to kind of find that balance And so I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast because other moms need to know that they're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. So how do you really like find the time for yourself in the midst of working from home, being a mom and kind of tell me a little bit about how you can really carve out that time when it seems Mm -hmm. really difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope I remember the answer because we did have a lot of wine that night. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But no, it is hard. It is hard. And it is something that I struggled with, I would say, for a long time after having my son, Frankie, it was like, totally not what I was used to. First of all, you have a new child, and then I had a new job. And I was working from home. And it was just a whole new lifestyle in a way. So it took me some time to really like understand what I needed, and how to like tell people also what I needed. Because otherwise you just feel like you're always picking up. You're always doing things. You're trying to do like a hundred percent at everything and you just get super frazzled at the end of the day. So it's really important to kind of figure out what's a priority, what needs to get done, what's important to you. And at the end of the day, like what can be left undone almost. And at the beginning of learning how to do everything, I would try to work and watch him and I would feel pulled in both directions. And I would get mad. I would get mad, you know, that I couldn't get my work done or I was mad if, you know, my son needed something or was crying. And it was like, okay, Brittany, just stop and like kind of analyze what you're doing to yourself almost like today is your day with your son. Be okay with that. And like everything else needs to be pushed to another day, like either work ahead of time or work the next day, just kind of organize your day. That way you're completely present on that day. And I can tell you that Once I started to do that, I just felt more at ease with my days with my son and my days working. And then when I was working, I wasn't feeling bad that I wasn't with my son because at the beginning there would be that guilt, that mom guilt of like, oh, I'm not with him or he needs me and only me. (laughs) And it does take time. Again, it was really hard for me to like ask for help and be okay with someone else doing it. I couldn't do everything by myself. And so I really found that um, just practicing that you kind of just start to feel okay and you feel good and everything is working. Everything is, you know, nothing is falling apart without you. Your son is happy and your work is going well. And so what there's a pile of dishes or laundry, like that isn't what is important. 
Yeah. I love that. You said so much good stuff there. Okay. Um, the first (laughs) one that I want to kind of hit on is asking for help because I feel like as a new mom, that was kind of one of the hardest things for me to do too. And it's like, I wanted help, but I didn't even know what to ask for because I'm like, you can't feed my baby because I'm nursing or whatever it was. Yeah. I just want to kind of put a highlight on that, that asking for help Mm -hmm. is such an important part of being a new mom. Yeah. And everyone tells you, and I've read about it before I had my son, like ask for help, like make sure like you're going to want to sleep when the baby sleeps and you know, you hear it and you're like, okay, yeah, of course I'll ask for help. But when it comes time to like giving up your child to somebody, I was really protective and really like, no, you can't do it. Like I can do it. Like, and he's just laying there sleeping, you know? And even with my husband, my poor sweet husband, he would try to help or offer or try to do something. And it just wasn't the right way because my way was the best way or whatever. And really it keeps changing his diaper or whatever, you know? And I just had, you know, I had to stop that and just, you know, again, he's fine. He was a baby and besides nursing him, you know, that was on me, but, you know, just letting people take him or help me with my house or whatever. It was really hard to let people into my life a little bit. Like, they're going to see how I live. And, you know, and it just, it was weird and it was harder. It was easier said than done. But once I let that barrier down, it's totally a game changer and you just have more time for yourself or your spouse or whatever you want to do, but it is hard and it does take time. And I think I've seen, I guess, other moms like you, Carrie, like feel that way. And it's just tricky. So tell me a little bit about what your schedule looks like now. I know that you have your mother-in-law coming over a couple days a week. So when she comes, do you use that time maybe to mow the lawn or do other (laughs) self-care stuff? Or is that only for work time or how do you block that out? Yeah, it really kind of depends, but I do take that time for whatever I want to do. So yes, um, I have help from my mother-in-law three days a week. And then, um, yeah, during that time, I know that that is my golden hours to work or yeah, mow the lawn, grocery shop, workout. I kind of think about the weeks ahead and, you know, what my workload is like. If maybe I work a little bit the night before or the weekend, you know, to make my week free. So when she's here, I do more things for myself and I just have to be okay with, you know, kind of whatever I do because that is my time and it's treasured time. And, but yeah, I kind of just organize my week. I, I'll probably like start Sunday or Monday thinking about how crazy my work week is. If I can take a break, do things for myself, go to lunch with my husband. But yeah, we take that time to just be free, be parents or be individuals. And that's really great. It's a really nice break to do things for myself or for work or the house or whatnot. I love that. I don't know if I told you this, but we hired somebody a couple of days a week to watch Emmett and mm-hmm. I have started using that time as like money-making time. So I could mm-hmm. be journaling or taking a bubble bath or whatever, but I really try to make the time that she's here. She's only here, I think like six hours a week. So it's not much. Um, mm-hmm. but I, as soon as I sit down in my seat in my office, I'm like, okay, what can mm-hmm. I do to make back the money that I'm paying her right now? So that's how <laughs> that's I'm kind good. of blocking it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good motivation to be like super efficient with your time (laughs) and get stuff done. And I do have other time where I, you know, get my mom or Andrew to watch and do my own thing. And I also wanted to ask you because within the past year, maybe Frank, your husband has started working from home too. So how -hmm. has that been that transition to having him around all the time and working, not necessarily on the same projects, but in the same space and also balancing parent life too? I would say it's, it's been really nice. We work 
side by side usually here. And yeah, it's, it's been a good transition. I know he's more of like a social butterfly. So if he, if he's here for too long, he does like to go out to coffee shops and, you know, he rented an office just for a short time, just to kind of switch up his space. I'm kind of more of a homebody and I'm, I'm cool being here, you know, in the basement for hours and hours, but usually, you know, we'll be sitting here and it's nice. It's nice to see him and chit chat every once in a while. Sometimes we get to go, you know, eat lunch together, but yeah, it's kind of a nice little quick, Hey, how you doing? Can I get you breakfast? If we need to talk about anything with the family or with the baby, you know, we can do that really easily. Our our communication has been really great because we're just right here next to each other. But yeah, he's, he likes working from home, but he does miss a little bit of the um, social aspect of being in an office, just being around people. Again, he, he likes to be social with, with others and I'm pretty okay being home and seeing a few people here and there, but yeah, he's been great. He's loving it and we'll see where it kind of takes them. Um, but for now, yeah, we're totally u- utilizing the space and being effective at home working. I think that's all I have to ask you in terms of like mom life work balance. Is there anything else that you think I missed or anything else you want to chime in about? I guess like as a whole, if there are other moms or soon to be moms who are thinking about working, you know, I would just say you can get it done if you really want to, it will take help and just patience and a little crafting of your schedule. And it, you know, it, it might just take some time, but you can do it if that's what you want to do to make you feel like your best self is a little bit of work and a little bit of mom life. You know, it, it took us some time to get the hang of it. And I think we're in the groove and I'm in a really happy place with both work and being a mom. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> it just takes some planning and, um, you know, communicating with your partner and, yeah, if you have a dream to do something and if you want to do it while being a mom, you know, just take baby steps and, you know, look for help or come go to your friends for advice. I know Carrie has been a huge sounding sounding board for me when I was making the transition from like a nine to five job to working from home because Carrie, you had worked kind of from home for a long time. So you just, just surround yourself with people that can help you give you advice and you can do it. You can do anything and, uh, just keep going. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I totally agree. It is a challenge, but it definitely gets easier as you get more practiced with it. So yeah, I echo that. Hey friends, Carrie here, taking a minute to interrupt this podcast to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Amazon. Okay, not really. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would love it if you would use my Amazon Associates link to do all of your Amazon shopping. There's no extra cost to you, but I get a little bit of a kickback whenever you buy something from Amazon. I have a whole bunch of lists of my favorite things, including my favorite books and my favorite toddler books over at amazon.yourbestselfiepodcast.com. So head over there, buy all the things that you would buy on Amazon. And again, there's no extra cost to you, but it helps support this podcast and the world. Work that I'm doing. Again, that's amazon.yourbestselfiepodcast.com and the link is also in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for your support and let's get back to the show. I wanted to ask you about what made you want to start your own business because this was pre-baby in that sense too, right? And kind of what was your transition like? Like when did you know it was time to leave your 9 to 5 to do this more full time and how was that for you? I think I knew for a while that I wanted to transition out of my job. I had been there for 
like over 13 years and I had loved it. I had the job when I was fresh out of high school through college. It got me through so many transitions in my life, but I knew there was a change looming and I knew that I wanted to start a family and just kind of be more present in that aspect. And, you know, it, it took a long time to kind of figure out what that looked like probably a few years, like what will my new job look like? And it was, it was hard to come up with. And again, you were kind of always like in the back of my mind as inspiration because you had been, you know, a business owner for five or six years before I took the leap. And I was like, how did she do that? What is she doing exactly? Can I do that? And, you know, I took some investigating and research, like what is a virtual assistant? Can I be one? Um, what are the skills? So it, it kind of planted a bug in my head interest grew when I was looking to start a family. And when I was pregnant, you know, again, it took some planning of, you know, how do I leave my job and how do I transition and will I find any work and I'll have a newborn, just so many questions going through your mind. So again, it took some planning before we had my son of kind of what that transition could look like. And I just started to reach out to my network and kind of let people know, you know, what I was thinking of doing. And then I had my son, I had, you know, I left my job after, after having him. And then I, you know, I transitioned to being a virtual assistant. And luckily I found the same client who I'm working with after a few years, it's been a really nice transition, but it definitely took time prior to leaving. You know, again, it's like a big financial jump. My husband, I believe at the same time was also wondering if he should change his job. And he said, why don't you go first? Like go first, let's figure this out because once you're settled, then I'll go kind of a thing. And again, I wanted something where I could be flexible with having my son, maybe being home or going back to working part-time and just trying to find that. It seemed like a unicorn job. It seemed like impossible to have, but (laughs) you know, just with, again, planning. And I mean, me and my husband are planners, any move we make, we start talking about it like six to six months to a year ahead of time. Um, We're not really quick decision makers. We want to make sure that we feel good about it. And it just, it worked out pretty seamless. I think because of that, we just, you know, he really helped me in a website and drafting information about like, what's a VA, what services can I provide? And I just felt really prepared ahead of time. And yeah, I just made that transition pretty smooth. And I, I guess I got lucky with my client. Maybe it was the right place at the right time, but I was able to pick up and work with him. And it's been pretty great over the last couple of years, but yeah, seek, seek people out who are in your circle and your network, you know, more people than you think, you know, and those people know people and, um, but it was a good, it was a good transition and it worked out really nicely. Luckily. Thankfully. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I love what you said about reaching out to your network because that's always what I recommend to people who come to me and say, I'm thinking about being a VA. It's like everybody needs a VA, but they mm-hmm. might not know that they need it or that it's even right. an option. And right. I truly believe that anybody can be a VA. If you have any sort of admin or creative or marketing background, like people need mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. especially now, like post pandemic with everything Mm -hmm. going online, it's easier than ever to find online jobs. So my first recommendation for anybody who's interested in being a VA is to email people and just say, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm offering. If you know anybody, please forward my information along or even putting it on Facebook or LinkedIn. And I know people get freaked out about that, but if you're really willing and committed to stepping into that, that's the place where you just start calling in your network and people will recommend you. I didn't really realize that until I did that. And by a whim, 
you know, I'm typing out who I'm sending this email to include my family and my friends. And my husband says, what about a realtor? And I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. He said, do it. Anyone and everybody that, you know, cause you never know who he knows. And of course he ended up being my client, but yeah, everyone that we know. And even later on, after I got him as a client, I've had other people and other friends come to me and say, Hey, I heard you're a virtual assistant. I know of somebody who could use help. You just never know. It just takes one person and then it's a trickle effect. But yeah, I think too, like some business owners don't really, again, like you said, they don't really know that they could use help or they don't really know what you can do for them. So if you list it out, if you mention here are the types of things I can do, it kind of opens their eyes to think, oh yeah, like that is a time suck for me. I can really offload that stuff to somebody else. You just kind of lay it out for people and mention what you can do to help them. Again, they may not realize that they need that help and you bringing it to their attention can open a door or a possibility or just implant something in their brain. Like maybe I should offload social media. Everyone has a pain point and everyone has something that is a time suck and they could offload it and be spending it doing other more important money-making things. So yeah, use your network for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And that could even be a good opportunity for people who do still have nine to five jobs. Like both of us said that we were kind of doing this on the side to start. So it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily that you're going to get a client or two or five and instantly be able to quit your job, but it is a really good side gig for a Mm -hmm. time. And yeah, like you said, it might not be that they're ready right now, but they might put a little bug in their head. They might come back to you later, or they will hear that somebody else needs that and recommend you Mm -hmm. out too. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might have to do a few, like you might have to be working two jobs for a minute while you're doing that transition. And there was like a brief time where I, yeah, I was working my nine to five and then getting my feet wet with like asking people about needing a VA and doing little projects here and there. I think I had helped you even for a split second with something and it just kind of got your feet wet. Like if you're going to like it, if it's going to work, but yeah, sometimes you might have to double down and work really hard at nights or on the weekends to make that transition happen and then fully go into it. And that's the price you pay, you know, if that's what you're happy with and that's, if that's what's going to get you from A to B, it's just temporary. And then you're on the other side of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it even now too, because I've been transitioning my business to be doing more teaching and speaking and training. And it's nice to know that I can always go back to it. Like I don't have any clients where I'm being a VA for now, but I know that I have this network that whenever I'm ready or need it, need a little bit of extra cash. I'll just reach out to them and find that work. So that's mm-hmm. been a helpful little buffer too. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right, cool. And so before you became a VA, I want to talk about um, your experience. You worked for a model and talent agency. You said, I think for 13 years. I think that's what it was. I can't, I'm losing track of the time, but for a long, long, long time. <laughs> yeah. And what, what was your big takeaway from that? Because there's so much to learn there about seeing all these people come in that maybe you're shy, want to find more confidence, or maybe they come in and they're already really confident. So what was kind of your takeaway there? Um, what did you do there? What was your big work? The modeling and talent agency is kind of 
twofold. It's um, a full service agency where I did it in Phoenix and in Denver. And there's a full agency that supplies models and actors of all ages to do different modeling and acting gigs around town. It was all local stuff. And the the second part of it is a school. So they kind of teach how to act, how to um, walk on the runway, how to just prepare for auditions. And then there were things in there that taught self-confidence, interviewing skills, nutrition, public speaking. So a lot of life skills. And I originally got into the industry because I did the classes when I was younger. I was probably maybe 13 or 14. And I was a shy kid growing up especially like with the transition from middle school to high school. And I think my mom had put me in it for that reason, primarily, but then I just learned to love the industry. The classes really did help me kind of come out of my shell and uh, make me feel more confident. And then again, I just started to work in Phoenix in the modeling agency, doing little jobs here and there. But I was young. I was at that point, like 16 to 18. And I just grew to love the industry. And it was all part-time. I was still in high school and it was all just fun stuff. And then probably when I was, I guess, yeah, 17, 18, they asked me to work for them, just doing little odd jobs around the office, admin stuff. And then it just grew and grew from there. Um, I was a teacher for a while. I ended up being the student life director, which basically handles the school part of it. You're the director of the school. And you work with the parents and the kids. And it was just, for me, I could just think back to my 13-year-old self being nervous and shy. And my favorite part of it was just helping those kids get from almost where I was, super shy, and to see them blossom to the very end. You know, and I would always say, you know, the modeling and the acting fun stuff is secondary. Like if you come in here and you're shy or could use a friend, like so many kids are bullied in school now. And it was just a safe place to be with a fun place for kids to come super welcoming. And I would always say like the modeling part is fun. It's secondary, but if you come in here, started out shy and at the very end, you don't want to leave because you've had so much fun and your confidence grew, then I feel really good about that because I can just remember myself and how much it helped me. So that was always super rewarding in my job was just being there for the kids and the parents coming to you saying, Oh my gosh, like she did a presentation in school. She would never do that. And she felt great. And it just helps people during their life, especially at that transition of high school, your hormones are changing and there's so much going on. It kind of just helps teach you some basic life skills to help prepare them and launch them through high school and after So just a really big molding period for them. And it felt good to be a part of that and to help hopefully, you know, shape them in a positive way and and give them success. So it was just always a super fun time. I loved who I worked with. It was hard to leave because it was family and it was home for a very long time and it was comfortable. But, you know, I needed to be there during the week and on the weekend. So it was a little bit tricky to be a working mom. And at that time, pre-COVID, they didn't work from home. Everyone had to go into the office. And so I just didn't see it matching up with my lifestyle anymore, but it was a great chapter of my life. And I'm still in communication and friends with some of those girls. So it was a great journey for me and I'm very happy for it, but I knew my time was coming to an end. So (laughs) I love that so much. And I almost got kind of choked up because I knew you as a 13 year old girl and you were like, (laughs) I would never have guessed you were shy. And you say, oh, I think my mom put me in there because I'm shy. Um, Also because you're drop dead gorgeous. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we just mentioned that. Like you are a freaking model. Oh, um, but so I just Karen. think it's so cute because 
I didn't at the time think of you as shy at all, but thinking of you now is like this confident, beautiful woman. Like I can totally see your transition over the past 20 years, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, so the, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. thank you. I that was that. a big deal. And I think just because it was such an impact on me, I wanted to help others like that. Cause it's, it is hard. Like especially with the internet and social media these days, kids can be mean and it's, you know, it's just nice to have a place you can go and it's judgment free. And yeah, I was, I was shy. It took me a, a while to get out of my shell, <laughs> cute. but then I yeah. felt really good. What would you say to a kid or somebody, maybe even our age that does feel shy? Like, do you have any tips for how they can work to build their confidence and be more brave to really step out and show their best selfie online? I would just say practice. I mean, it is very nerve wracking to put yourself out there and even practice in front of like your family and friends and people that you're close to. But I think for me, it was just taking the leap to doing my first videos on social media. Like you probably will feel very silly or is anyone going to watch this? But I would say a lot of the time too, like people who are watching you also feel that same way. Like everyone's kind of nervous to put themselves out there. So if, you know, if they see you doing it, maybe you'd be inspiration for somebody else, but it does take time. And I would just say taking baby steps, put yourself out there. Yeah. Practicing with others, maybe joining like a fun group, like a sports league or a Facebook group or wine night with your friends, like kind of just putting yourself out there. You kind of have to, I think that helps shape you and mold you is meeting different personalities and meeting different people. You just have to try. It takes time. It's hard. But once you do it a few times here and there, you know, maybe you'll feel better and it'll feel easier. But again, you may be inspiration for others who are behind the camera thinking like how I could never go live or I can never put myself out there and they see you doing it and you could inspire someone else. So you just never know, but you have to just try. And again, you might feel silly and really who cares? Um, if it makes you happy and if it's, you know, getting what you're wanting, if it's for work or, you know, whatever you're doing, who cares what people really think as long as it's fulfilling your bucket and your cup. But yeah, just practice, take little baby steps, do things here and there and practice with your family and friends. Yeah, I think that that's the kind of safe space that a model agency offers is it really pushes you to do it, but you also see other people who might feel kind of uncomfortable being pushed to do it and we can all inspire others that way. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I recommend in terms of feeling confident is like putting on makeup or, you know, kind of getting primped up. So how have you really seen that in your work there? Is that part of the training as well of learning how to look more beautiful on camera, or is it just really more your inner confidence that's shining through? Um, I, I do think there is a component and we do teach that at the modeling agency. We are, or we did teach that we would teach, you know, skincare routines and makeup application, because of course, you know, people are excited to play with makeup and learn how to do it. And I do think there is a confidence component with that, or just kind of helping your inner beauty shine. Yeah, there was a lot of the outside, like physical things that we would practice, but including the, the logistics of like how to audition and such. But I do, I do think there is something about putting on makeup, getting dressed, even for myself working from home, that kind of changes my day or my mood. But I do think it can be, you know, a little bit of a lift, a little powerful tool that you could use to feel really good about yourself. It doesn't have to be a lot. 
that. It just could be just a little to make you feel confident, but we would, yeah, we would teach that as just like a little side thing. But yeah, you put on like some cool wardrobe from a designer you're walking for, or, you know, you're putting on a costume for an acting commercial and you're kind of transported into this energy and it comes out and it really could help help your confidence. And it just makes you feel like you're switched on and you feel really good about yourself. Something that I teach in my self-brand class is to tap into an alter ego. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's almost what you're saying is like you put on makeup. I mean, even just like you said, getting ready in the morning for your day at work from home, like nobody else is probably going to see you, but I feel more confident where if I come up with an idea for an Instagram story, oh, I already have makeup on. So I don't feel like weird about going live on Instagram, but I feel like stepping into an alter ego kind of helps in that preparation of getting yourself ready. And I feel like my alter ego is Carrie and my name is Carrie Anderson, but when I'm like Carrie and I feel a little bit more like brave to be myself and to show up as myself online. So I love what you said about that, because I think it's true in the modeling and acting world, too, is you have to kind of step into a more confident self and especially in acting somebody that might be totally different than what your normal personality is like. I think alter ego is a great word to use because I remember seeing kids who maybe were a little more on the shy side or timid side, and they would step into whatever role it was, whether it was, again, walking on a, on the runway where you don't even physically speak, but it's all in your body language. So someone like that to someone acting, I would be like, oh my gosh, like how, I'm totally blown away because they do, they step into this other person. And that's kind of what acting is. You're acting like somebody else, even when you're modeling and you're taking on this other presence or energy and it just is a light switch and you you work it and you use that and then you just feel super super good about yourself but yeah I would see kids and be like oh my gosh that was I'm surprised that was a transformation that's awesome I'm so proud of you but it is it is kind of like a a mental thing and kind of like what you were saying with working from home at the beginning of like my postpartum journey, I realized one of the things I need to do was wash my face every day. And that would help me feel like fresh. And it's so simple washing your face, but I got into a bad habit being a new mom and working from home. Yeah. Wearing sweats or never brushing my hair. I mean, those cliche, you know, mom things like not brushing my teeth or whatever. And I realized like it was kind of making me not feel like myself those simple, simple things like you kind of take for granted. And so I would tell Frank, like, I just need to go wash my face. Yeah. Put, put some clothes on, put a little mascara on, even if it's something little. And I just feel a little bit more like myself. I feel refreshed, ready to take on the day. It's, it's little things, but it could make a huge impact in your day. Yeah. And also just kind of signifying to yourself, like, okay, I am ready for my day now. Like before I used to work from home, I would put on tennis shoes and that was kind of like my sign of, okay, I am ready to work now because I have on tennis shoes. So whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you can find Mm -hmm. that really gets you in the mood to get to work, because Mm -hmm. I do kind of, I don't miss it, but there is that aspect of like getting ready and then getting in your car and going to a place of work. And, you know, that whole driving to and from the office really signifies the start and end of your day. And Mm -hmm. so when you are working from home, that line can be blurred a lot because you don't know, okay, I'm working now or I'm not working and turning it off. There'd be times that I was working in bed and I'm like, why am I working in bed? Like these lines are way too blurred. And so it is nice. I have found a really great structure, but it takes time. 
find those things that can help trigger you or prepare you for your day. But yeah, I caught myself doing a couple bad habits. And now I have a desk, I come downstairs, I work and it has made things better, even mentally. But yeah, at at the beginning, it's a little confusing, but you kind of get it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not perfect. And I'm sure you're not either in terms of like, if a client texts me, I get sucked in pretty quick, but that's just part of owning a business, I think. And something that I'm willing to trade in order to not have to wear slacks and drive to the office and be (laughs) away from Emmett that much. You're in the comfort of your home. Yeah, you could be mowing the lawn and you get a text and you have to pop back down or or whatnot. So there definitely is a, a flexibility and a trade-off. I love this so much. Okay. This is such <laughs> a good podcast. I could keep talking to you forever, oh, but I know I want so to wrap it up. About. So I have okay. rapid fire questions. But oh, do you have anything that you want to add about anything we've talked about so far? I know your podcast is about all sorts of people living your best self, but just for all the moms out there. I feel you. I've been there, been there, done that. I know Carrie has too. We've shared things over our life and um, you're not alone. Just reach out to people. You can do whatever you want to do and everything has a season. You're going to make it through and you're doing a great job. Rapid fire questions. Here we go. What app do you use the most on your phone? Well, probably Instagram. Yeah. Um, Who's one of your favorite people to follow on Instagram? Oh, who do I? A lot of my friends, honestly, I love to just keep in the know of, of you and everyone else. Cause I don't see you in person. I love just seeing my friends and my family. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Uh, an iced Americano classic light cream. What is your favorite number? <laughs> Four popped in my mind. I don't know why, but okay. I don't know if I have a favorite that just popped into my head. Maybe three. I don't know. That's a good question. What is your zodiac sign? Leo, right? Leo. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. You've gotten me confused after taking your astrology class. My moon and my sun rising. It's <laughs> Do you know Leo. your moon sign? I don't remember it. I have it written down. <gasps> Brittany. Oh my God. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm going to text you after this. I don't remember it off the top <laughs> of my head either, but I'm going to tell you. I'm a Leo. Carrie here editing this podcast, popping in to tell you that she is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon, Pisces rising. What is your favorite city besides the one you live in? I do love San Diego. I love the beach. It's always a happy place. I know I live in the mountains, but I think the beach is my favorite over the mountains. Sorry, Denver. (laughs) Who was your first celebrity crush? Orlando Bloom. Oh, I like that. I had posters of him on my wall. And what do you want your legacy to be? That anything that you want to do, it can be done. Me and my husband always say that, like, we can have whatever we want in a sense, you know, it's if we want um, to work from home, let's make it happen. How do we make it happen? So I would say you can have whatever you want, live your best life, being happy and having the things that you, that you want. It could take time, hard work, money, a little creativity, but have whatever you want. I love that. And how can people connect with you? I am on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, I think Brittany Vasquez. Um, I had to change it because it still had my maiden name, but I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. I'm friends with Carrie if anybody wants to find me. But Brittany Vasquez, there's a picture of me and my husband and my son. That's us. That's me. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. And Yay. It was awesome. I loved having you here and we'll have to do this again soon. Let me know when. And we'll do a wine night again soon too. Okay. Awesome. I love it. 
Okay, that was my interview with Brittany Vasquez. And I wanted to jump in at the end and really encourage you to share this episode with any new or expectant moms. As a new mom, it can be super overwhelming and you feel like you're alone. And even as a mom who's two years into this gig, I really enjoyed my conversation with Brittany because we had so much in common and I know that we're not alone. So if you know a mom who could use this little reminder that she's doing a good job and that she's not crazy, please send her the link to this episode. Whether you are a new mom or not, I wanted to share some takeaways that I think are valuable to anybody listening to this. The first being to ask for help and accept the support. I know that this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned since becoming a mom, but even beyond that, in my business, it's been a huge game changer, and it's really hard to ask for help and to even know what you need the help with, but sit down, look at your calendar, see what is a time suck. Maybe you need a VA. If you do, hit me up. I know a few people that can help you out. Um, Maybe it's just that you need, you know, an hour in your schedule to go do something for yourself, so maybe you need to ask your partner for the help to give you the space there. Whatever it is, think about where in your life you can ask for help and where you can accept support. My next takeaway is to talk a little bit about time blocking. On the same realm as the last takeaway, time blocking is a really nice way to be able to get stuff done that's important to you. So maybe you say, you know, next Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m., I'm going to sit down and write a blog post or whatever it is. Think about how you can block out your schedule and do it in advance so that you can really be committed to that time instead of just letting the time come and go and pass and then you've missed that opportunity. So where in your life can you time block? What do you need to get done that maybe you've been avoiding that you can put on your calendar and really make it happen even if it requires getting a babysitter to come over and help? And my third and final takeaway is to think about what do you do to get confident and in the mood to really turn it on. We talked about putting on makeup or as I use my example, I used to put on tennis shoes when it would start my work day. What is something that you can do to show, okay, I am in the mood to make things happen. I'm in the mood to work, especially if you work from home. Think about what those opportunities are that really get you in the mood to show up. I know a lot of people will light a candle before they start writing, or in my case, like I said, I love putting on a little bit of makeup in the morning so that I know that when I get inspired to go on Instagram, I already look good and that won't be an excuse to stop me. So what do you do to help you get confident and in the mood to be in your true alter ego confident self? Thanks again to Brittany for being on this episode. It was so fun to chat with you and I can't wait to connect again soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you heard something that will inspire you to be your best selfie. If you liked what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your socials or review it through Apple Podcasts. This podcast is still really new, so sharing and reviewing will help spread the word to the people who need to hear it. And I would love to connect with you. Reach out on Instagram at heycarrieand and let me know your takeaways from this episode. I'll be back next week with another new episode. And until then, don't ever let your mind stop you from having a good time. Podcast.